Welcome, welcome, and happy Independence Day. What a wonderful day in human history. I know there's so many haters out there that are hating on America today, that are angry about Supreme Court decisions, that seem to be blind to anything but their own religious faith in liberal politicians. Um, And there are many on the right who have blind faith in conservative politicians. But if you're a believer, a true believer in Christ has faith based on evidence in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that is where we put our hope and our faith. And that's why I believe God really did intervene to make the United States of America. We assisted in so many incredible moments for freedom of human history, one of the most important being World War II, assisting in and being pretty responsible for winning World War II, saving Jewish lives, and also helping the world return the land of Israel to the people that God had prophesied it would be returned to and fulfilling that prophecy. And so no matter what you think of the United States since World War II, there's been a lot that I would critique for sure. And all of the issues that we need to fix as a country, all of the directions where we've gone away from what I think our founders intended, uh, we have done an extraordinary good in the world, leading the world in ending global slavery, the global slave trade at the time, um, inspiring other countries for more democratic means in those countries. Now, one reminder, we are not a democracy. We are a republic, and we are a republic for a reason. A republic actually protects freedom. Straight democracies always end in chaos and tyranny, and our founders well understood that. So we have a very complex system of checks and balances, which keeps things it keeps things free. And I'm grateful for that because I can do a podcast like this. I'm a woman in history who actually gets to talk about the Bible, talk about history, have an opinion, put it out onto the internet and not fear that the government is going to come after me, at least not as much as most people in human history would fear. I do believe there are some oligarchs in the form of tech companies who try to limit freedom of speech. That's been quite clear as of late, but I'm free. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I got to be alive during this time period. So there's a lot to be grateful for today. I was reminded this weekend at my church, Redemption Hills, one of the churches I attend and just love. I love the pastors there. I love the heart there. I love the community there. Um, And the youth pastor this weekend talked and he spoke about freedom in Christ versus political freedom. And freedom in Christ is different. It's a higher freedom. And that was such an accurate and wonderful reminder that when we look at the Bible, we look at the system of government that the disciples were under, that the apostles were under, Roman rule. It's different than what we experience today, but they were actually not allowed to go and spread the gospel. It was against the law in many locations, and they got in a lot of trouble for it. But they defied the wishes of both the kind of Orthodox Jews and the Roman councils, and went ahead and spread the gospel anyway. And God protected that mission for as long as he was supposed to. As long as they were supposed to do that, God protected them. And when their time was done, their time was done, but the gospel was spread. And they knew what their freedom meant. They knew that freedom in Christ meant that they would spread the gospel and be protected by the Lord for as long as he needed them to be. And so they did. They had this unbelievable faith. 
And this is the same faith that I believe Christians all over the world, including in the United States of America, are being called to have now. A faith that says there are moments in history where we need to completely submit to our government and just be great citizens and abide by every rule. But there are also moments where God's laws supersede all other man-made dictates, and we will follow God first. Many people throughout human history have had to make that decision. Some of them have made the wrong ones. You know, I find when I read Solzhenitsyn, I read about the gulags. Um, I read about Mao and China. I read about Hitler and the Nazis. One thing is for sure. If you decide to follow Jesus Christ and follow the God of the Bible, there are going to be moments where tyranny will not allow you to stay alive for your beliefs. Even in China today, in places in the Middle East today, there are believers today who face death but are spreading the gospel anyways. They are defying the rulers and the leaders of their land because they serve a different kingdom. And so as believers, we need to remember our politics, our political beliefs cannot come first. God must always come first because I tell you what, you're going to have bad leaders on all sides, right? You're going to have bad leaders raise up whether they're conservative or leftist, you know, and they're going to be motivated by power and money. We see this time and again, which means you have to keep your priorities in line. God has to be first. And so I want to encourage you to do that today, to take your freedom in Christ seriously, to understand what freedom in Christ really means. It doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. In fact, God calls you to a more disciplined life. Your life should be more disciplined if you are following Yeshua. You should have your body and your mind in check you should be working towards the goal of becoming more like Christ, becoming more like God, and serving that kingdom first. But there might be times where it looks like you are not serving the kingdom of the world. And guys, that's okay. We have to be comfortable with that uncomfortability and going out and doing what God calls us to do in the face of any other pressure that might be coming down the pike. The other thing I wanted to quick share today is a video. I've provided the link for you in the text underneath the podcast itself. Guys, I want you to watch this. So I heard about this archaeological discovery a number of weeks ago, and I got really excited and just by the grace of God came across this great interview by Alyssa Childers, who is interviewing a man named Dr. Jeremiah Johnston about an archaeological discovery on um, one of the mountains in Israel. There are these two mountains side to side in Israel, and one of them is just dead. There's nothing on it. And it's like the mountain of curses, basically. I think it's Mount Ebal. And it's right next to this mountain that is covered with life. This is the location where we see the situation in the Bible where th this idea comes about of, I have presented you with life and death, choose life. Well, they were looking at these two mountains, the mountain of death, and then this mountain covered in life. And so it was this really obvious visual that kind of assisted with this idea of, look at what life is. And look at what death is. And at the time, um, the biblical setting, curses were a part of their culture. And so they have found this curse written on lead that dates back to the time of Joshua. 
And this is so important. There are theories out there that want to make these claims, even in seminaries, they will make a claim that Moses didn't actually write the Torah. He didn't actually write the first five books of the Bible. That was a conglomeration of other authors. And I've heard this theory bandied about now for years and years and years. And it's all based on a different view of the timeline than what we think scripture is actually giving us, at least from when I read scripture is actually giving. And so we've got archaeologists and historians and even seminary professors, they've been teaching for years that the timeline that you see in scripture or that when Jesus claims Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, there's something wrong with that. Well, this little piece that they have found on this mountain where Joshua had set up, they, they already have found Joshua's altar that was set up there. But now they have found this little piece that is going to just prove it's it's a, an explosive find. It's going to prove that the it's called the documentary hypothesis, I believe. They're going to disprove that idea that Moses didn't write those first five books. It's going to really kind of take down this theory that the timeline of scripture isn't what we think it is when we read the Bible, that it's something else. Um, and so there's this discussion. And I want you to hear it because there are so many archaeological finds that have happened in the land of Israel that confirm locations in scripture, people in scripture, kingdoms that are mentioned in scripture. The evidence is extraordinary. And I believe as believers, we should be educated on the historical accuracy of our faith. You know, one thing they mention in this interview is that other religions don't do this. They don't do apologetics in other religions. They don't want to touch the historical accuracy piece because probably they know that they're not going to be able to prove what their religious documents are claiming. But the Bible, the Bible is being proven not only in science, but in archaeology. And so I think it's a fascinating interview. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Let me just tell you the little, um, the summary that they give here. In 2019, an ancient cursed tablet was found by archaeologists in Israel that is likely at least 3,200 years old. Scholars believe it may show the earliest Hebrew name for God. This calls into question the documentary hypothesis, which speculates that the first five books of the Bible were not written by Moses, but by various editors and authors. Dr. Jeremiah Johnston joins Alyssa Childers in the talk about what he thinks is the archaeological find of our lifetime. It's an exciting find. And so they're going to, over the next few months, obviously they're going to do more work to confirm the authenticity of this find. But I think you will enjoy this interview and I think you should take a listen to it and maybe kind of start to discover the historical accuracy of the Bible. Um, I know I've mentioned some other books before. I can make a list if you're interested in other archaeological artifacts and finds that confirm the stories of scripture. I find it fascinating and it just kind of edifies my faith to know that faith is the evidence of things unseen, right? The substance of things hoped for. Faith is evidence and substance. God does not ask you to blindly believe that he exists. He just doesn't. He gives you evidence left and right. Paul tells us that you can go into nature and see the evidence of God, that the evidence exists in that which is made. 
And I talk about this in my book. You can see DNA and RNA from our bodies in the relationship of God the Father to Yeshua. You can see also, Job says, in my flesh, I will see God. Even in our very bodies, there is evidence of this great, awesome creator. So it's exciting when these discoveries come to light. Um, and I also am excited to just discuss with you guys more about what I've learned about the geography over in Israel and some of the mountains and some of the uses even today on some of these locations that kind of prove there is a really spiritual element to the geography going on in Israel. I know some people have described being in the land of Israel, it feels like the heartbeat of the world. There's a pulse there. There's an energy there. There's a resonating thing happening there. And that's why people want to go visit. They want to feel it. They want to see it and understand it because it is so tactile. Well, as we are going to hopefully discuss and discover in our um, Answering Atheist series that I'm still working on you're going to see some of the geography hopefully come to life about these Bible stories from, you know, scripture and what's going on in those geographic locations, even today, that is evidence that there is a God and it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that he has claimed that land for his own. And that is why there's such a great battle over such a small, small piece of real estate over there in the Middle East. Okay, you guys, I want you to go take a listen to that interview. I wish you the happiest Independence Day. I hope it's been wonderful so far. And I hope you have reason to celebrate and be grateful, whatever is in front of you. You know, I know things are hard for people right now. People are looking around going, wow, the direction of our nation doesn't seem to be going in the right direction. It just doesn't seem like we're heading in the right direction. It seems like our leadership is faltering. It seems like God has removed a protective veil over us. But I'm here to tell you, if you are in Christ, your freedom has already been granted you. You have nothing to fear. You are loved. And your next moment could be a perfect moment in union with him. So take this, maybe take this day to day and find what you can be grateful for and pray in confidence that you know the Lord is working things out on your behalf and for your good and that he has a good plan for your life because that is his promise. And please go enjoy that interview. Thanks so much, you guys. I will be back next week. <music> 